You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. If you can smell what the Funkaholics are cooking. And if you guys can't see me right now, I'm raising my eyebrow. Guys, you know what we are talking about today. It's been a while since we've been um, dropping any episodes, so we've missed you. I've brought back, I dug deep, deep into the... uh, the Funkaholics podcast guests, and uh, and I found a gem. Uh, it's it's the perfect time for us to uh, to talk about this. We got a lot of WWE going on, guys. We had some surprises, and then we had some um, some unfortunate things that caught us off guard. And uh, like everything, when we lose someone very special, we got to give it time. Um, it's been a while. I think we're okay right now to talk about it, and. Um, You guys already know where I'm going with this, and uh, it's about Bray Wyatt, um, The Fiend. Uh, We're going to talk about just the history of him, and um, I I know somebody personally, and I'd say they're probably the number one fan of of Bray Wyatt, and and you're going to hear the story why. Um, so without further ado, let's bring him in. David, what's going on, my brother? Hey, brother, just another day, man. Another beautiful day. Happy to be alive, man. How about you? Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear, man. Uh, you know me, bro. We just, uh, one foot in front of the other. That's all we keep doing. (laughs) That's all we can, man. It's been rough lately. So that's all I've been trying to do. Taking a day, one day at a time, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. uh, I, I think we're learning, uh, more and more each day that passes that life is valuable and, uh, you just uh you just never know, right? That's right, man. One hundred percent. I uh you can't take take those you love or anything you love for granted, man. You gotta let everybody you know you appreciate them and love them and care for them every chance you get. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better, man. So um you you already know how we do things over here at the Funkaholics podcast, bro. We we uh we raise a toast, we raise our glasses and and we take a drink to another great episode. Well, what we're going to do in this one is we're going to raise our glass and we're going to take a drink and uh this is in memory of uh of Bray Wyatt. Do it. Oh man, cheers. I um it's it, it's been a day, bro, and then just to you know be able to sit down and have this conversation with you, I had to pour me something a a little stiff today. So uh, I went with a um, with a ginger ale with um, some. I brought the bottle with me, and well, maybe I didn't bring the bottle with me, uh, but uh, I'm doing some Seagram uh, Seagram Seven with it. So um, I have a feeling this is going to be uh, be one in the in the memory books, bro. Uh, one of our one of our best podcast episodes that's uh, that's been released, so I'm ready to do this right. Uh, yeah, let's make it happen, man. Yes. Uh, today, no hard liquor for me this time. I'm just having a beer. I'm drinking a Sapporo. Oh, right on, man. I like it. That's my that's my favorite beer. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> oh man, so uh, you know what? Let's um. Let's let, let's just go ahead and get into it. We will um for the for the episode today guys, we are going to at the tail end of the podcast, we are going to talk Bray Wyatt and like I said, um I'm going to give you guys the the story of why David is uh Bray Wyatt's number one fan. Um you know, we'll get all that out there and um right now we are going to Pretty much talk about the intro that I gave to you guys. So, I was uh, I was doing my best impersonation of The Rock. Um, I, I I'm not exactly sure how good it went, but um, I gave it my best shot. So, uh, David, brother, we've been uh, we were you were actually telling me a story earlier that you were uh, <laughs> that you kind of fumbled the ball for Jordan, but 
uh, you know, hey, that's what makes great stories, bro. And that's what makes life so much fun. And, you know, that's the world we live in now with wrestling. Um, it's bound to happen because social media, let's be honest, kind of ruins uh, wrestling storylines for us, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, the, the, still with the things that they do. And there's a couple of things that we're going to talk about that I kind of want to get into. Um, but I kind of want to have a, like a meeting of the minds and I'm over here rambling, but I promise you guys, I'll get to the point, but we're going to talk about, uh, some of the recent things that have been going on with WWE and, um, Dave, I'll go ahead and start it off with you, brother, and just kind of get, just kind of see how you feel about it. But, um, Vince McMahon is gone, bro. He is, uh, it's, uh, it's now. WWE combined with you uh, with UFC to make TKO and uh, the Monday Night Era ended a couple of weeks ago with uh, you know with Vince McMahon you know running running the show. So what were your thoughts on that when all of that was coming out? I know a lot of people, a lot of wrestling fans were saying it was the end of an era. For for me personally, man, I don't know. I I always have that in the back of my mind that Vince is still pulling strings and running things from behind the scenes. Um, but I'm excited personally about the whole TKO Endeavor group, the merger. I love it, man. As a huge UFC fan, you know, a lot of UFC fans, MMA fans don't like wrestling. A lot of wrestling fans don't necessarily like MMA. I'm one of the few that I absolutely love both brother. And so for me personally, this is awesome. I look forward to the partnership. I look forward to everything that's going to come with it, whether that's crossovers, uh, cross promotion, of course, you know, as far as just promoting one another or having, you know, a lot of fighters are big wrestling fans. I like DC. DC is one of my favorite fighters and he's a huge wrestling fan. Seeing him uh, referee the fight pit match with Riddle and Rollins a while back was cool. So for me personally, man, as a fan, a huge fan of both promotions, I love it. It's great. Good times to be a fan. Definitely. I I, I like that, man. And, 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 you know, we knew this was coming. There was, you know, you, you get these other people out there that just kind of want to, you know, just throw shit at you and everything because they know you're a fan. And when they think they know something about something, they got to, you know, put in their two cents. And I used to take a lot of Vince McMahon shit. You know what, man? The dude is what he is. He's human. Um, yeah, he fucked up just like everybody else in life and stuff like that. They're, you, you know, it's like Tito Ortiz. Either you're a fan of him or you fucking hate his guts. Me, yeah. I'm a fan of him, and I love Vince McMahon. I think what he gave us and what he brought to the world, absolutely amazing. I've been watching WWE since I was a kid. It was WWF when I was watching. And, you know, yeah, I hate to see him go, but... Let's be honest, man. When during a during a tough time in our lives, you know, when sports wasn't going on or anything like that, what did the WWE do? They gave us shows, whether you know it was watching with a quiet stadium or you know seeing people on teleprompt or uh, on TVs and shit like that in the background, you know, watching through their computers or however they did it. They still gave us something. They still brought us something to watch, you know. So that says a lot for what this guy has done and, you know, the things that he's done in the, in the past. So I'm not saying, guys, that that negates everything else that, you know, he's done in life. But, you know, I I, I ride with Vince McMahon, you know. And, and now that he's gone, the reason I say that I'm okay with the, with the transition is – a lot of the story writing that was going on with WWE, which Dave will will confirm, as fans, we love storylines. We love to it, – it, it's a male soap opera for us. It really is. And, mm-hmm. and, and we love to be – you know, dive into the storylines. We want to see what happens from week to week. And the shit that Vince was writing or the shit that Vince was putting out there, it wasn't – it wasn't great story writing, man. It was, it was shit that was, you know, one, they get a story going, you're into it. And then all of a sudden it's gone. They just, no rhyme or reason to it. They just change it. And, and that's that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Very little payoff. Exactly. 
I, let's be honest, the, the titles would bounce around to whoever the fuck had the most uh, Instagram likes or, you know, whoever was popular in social media for that week. You know, there was just a lot of chaos going on. You know, granted, you know, the fan that I am, I still watch the chaos. Um, but, you know, that that's wrestling to me. Well, now that Triple H is taking over, and thank God TKO allowed him to still do what he's doing, we're, we're getting those long storylines. I mean, fuck, the bloodline has been one of the longest stories that I know of in, in wrestling history. Yeah, most definitely. And we may or may not just be in the third inning, depending on who you listen to. <laughs> very true. Very true. And I like where you're going with that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in, in all honesty, this is really great. And, you know, it's funny, Dave. Uh, I I had a conversation with a buddy of mine. You know, he was getting frustrated, and he was saying, you know, like I'm sick and tired of of this storyline being so long. Like, when when something gonna happen? And I'm like, whoa, 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 bro. I was like, pump the brakes. I was like, back in the day, we used to get storylines that would last almost forever. I go, and that was some of the greatest wrestling stories ever told. I go, well. Recently, in the most recent years, we got programmed to look at storylines like we're looking at TikTok videos, and that fucking sucks. Yeah. Now we're getting, you know, because we were programmed like this is, you know, this is what wrestling is going to be, or, you know, this is the way WWE is running shit. Well, now we're going back to old school, uh, old school storytelling, and, you know, we got to get used to it. We got to adjust because it's, you know, it's definitely a change. Now that, you know, he sees it that way and everything, you know, he's just like, oh, shit, you know, I never really paid attention. And, you know, yeah, you're right. This is, you know, this is some great storytelling and it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, from week to week. And then now, you know, they're they're mixing shit in like we got the Judgment Day mixing in. We got Cody Rhodes dipping his hands, fucking around with the bloodline. Like, you know, what's going to happen there? Where is that going to go? There's, you know, there's a it's getting branched off. So we've got, you know, we've got this gigantic tree and it's a huge trunk, but we got all these branches that are just growing and 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 coming to life and it I'll be honest, bro, it, it feels like good old-fashioned wrestling to me. I'm with you 100%, man. I love it. I've loved the the bloodline storyline. Judgment Day started off real rocky, but I'm, they're killing it lately. Everything they've done has just been killing it. They have been. <laughs> they have been. You know, the other great part, bro, is it's giving other wrestlers that didn't get an opportunity to shine. Get an op- they're, they're getting their opportunity now, man. The light's on them, and they're getting the opportunity to, you know, to, to show what they got. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I love it, man. I, I, the cuts lately have been a little bit scary, which is a whole other topic. But um, I love that they're shining the, the light on new talent, and that's the way it should be, man. I, it got real tiring with them leaning on the old veterans and stars and cameos all the time. Thank you, brother. It's like you're pulling shit right out of my head, man. Um. It, it it was like they were beating a dead horse, you know what I mean? And and let's be honest, some of these people that come back that haven't, you know, that been out of the game or, you know, we call them legends or, you know, Hall of Famers, they need time to warm up. I can't tell you how many times there was a couple where Trish Stratus came out. I'm like, oh, my God, wait, like, like somebody pulled, cut off her mic, you know? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you there, brother. I, <laughs> that makes me laugh because I, I had the same thoughts for a few of her her segments, man, and I was like – She's been in this how long? Right. I love Trish. I I and love Trish, man. But yeah, I'm with you. I see it. They're they're rusty. It it comes with time with that time away. Absolutely, and and now I mean, look at it, bro. She her promos were getting a lot better. Uh, that 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 steel cage match that she had with Becky was fucking. I I I'll I might even say it. It, it was probably the match of the night for that whole pay per view, and it was a small venue. But fuck, it was so good. It, it was. 
Let me ask. It was. You, I enjoyed it. Let me ask you, brother. You so you you said you know you were kind of a little worried about about the cuts. Talk to me about the cuts. Who who were the surprises for you, and who were you like, oh fuck yeah, that's okay. That's the that person should have been cut a long time ago. Um, one surprise for me was Mustafa Ali, and that's primarily because he was scheduled for a, a title shot against Dom Dirty Dominic, and all of a sudden he's gone. So. That one was, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, a lot of them didn't surprise me, to be honest. I just, it scares me personally because they just go crazy with the cuts sometimes. And, you know, Bray Wyatt himself was a victim of those a couple years ago. And I don't know, man. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember. There's Rick Boogs. There's, um, help me out here. Who else got cut? Dolph Ziggler got cut. That one was surprising. I'll give you that one. That one was surprising because he's been there so long. Yeah, that one was definitely a surprise to me. Well, you know what? I'm I'm kind of lying, bro, because another another wrestling fan uh, texted me and they told me they're like, "Wow, Dolph Ziggler's gone," and I was like, I kind of felt like it was an op- opportunity for him to possibly go to AEW and start something there for himself. I just feel like WWE no longer had any storylines for him or anything. You know what I mean? Like I. Bro, I want to say, and let me know if I'm wrong, I think I saw him wrestle maybe like two times, three times um, in the last four to five months. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's always been underutilized, you know. He's always there. He's always been there when they need him, but he's always been underutilized. Even his title run was, was not, didn't live up to expectations. Right. And it's a it's it's kind of like the Miz, and that's another wrestler that I want to talk about, bro. In in a in a little while, but um, so some some more of the cuts. Uh, we talked. Well, there was Aaliyah, there was Top Dollar. I was okay with top, both of those ones. <laughs> top top Dollar was a surprise for me, just because they had just released Hit Row and then brought him back, and then now they just released him only. The, I I think it was more of a surprise that it was him only that was released instead of the three of them again. <laughs> There was, uh, and and you know what? I was honestly surprised too with him because, uh, when when we when WWE started the um, uh, what is the show called the uh, where where they look for the they they call oh, the, treasures yeah treasures is that where you learned where you first like got to know him because for me that's what it was and I, I i liked him because of that show that show made me like you know he he's a true fan and i i like his personality exactly i had no idea who he was bro i thought he was just you know one of the homies with triple h and they were like here you go bro you you know go ahead and run with it then you know seeing that he was a wrestler or anything i read a couple of things again you know i don't know how much to feed into it with social media and shit like that, but they said that he was one of the ones that was always speaking up on behalf of, uh, what's her name? Uh, B- the one in the group? Yeah. B-Fab? B-Fab. There was some things that came out where he spoke up for her, and I guess that rubbed somebody the wrong way, and I don't know. I guess oh. they said, yeah, I guess they said he was very vocal, and, um, yeah, it didn't it didn't go well for him. Like you said, you know, it, it's surprising that they let him go, but they didn't let the the rest of uh, Hit Row go. So yeah, you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. Maybe it might be a contract thing that they're waiting for, and then you know they'll they'll they might release them because I know they haven't done anything with them. Yeah. Um. You know, we'll see. Aaliyah, she's always going to be the wrestler that I remembered that puked in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never heard about this. Oh, bro. So there was a match that uh, Sasha Banks and I forgot. I think Bailey might have been inside the ring. And I can't remember if it was like a women's tornado match or I can't remember what type of match it was. Well, Aaliyah ended up getting the win and I think she got overwhelmed uh, to where she got sick. And the camera panned out just in time. But you could see that she started throwing up and you could see Sasha Banks look like, oh, shit, she's throwing up. And Sasha Banks makes a beeline to the corner of the ring. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And kind of just wow, left, yeah. Yeah, just kind of left her like, you know, with her throw up in her hand and shit. So 
I'm gonna have to check that video out when we get off the the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to look it up, bro. Yeah, that was uh that was the one thing I, I remember with Aaliyah. But I, apart from her being gorgeous too, I mean the chick was wow. That's funny. Yeah, I I really like Aaliyah. I like, of course, she's beautiful, and I love she's a great wrestler. I, I did like her, but it wasn't too big of a surprise to me that they let her go. Right, and I know she was dealing with injuries too. That's why she was away for so long. Um, yeah. Another one that they released was uh, Elias. Elias. That one was a little bit surprising. I mean, it wasn't and it wasn't, but he got good crowd reactions for the longest time. He was another one that, that I think could have been, could have done more, but maybe was held down by creative or or whatever it may be. I, I want to say that one was probably a Vince McMahon fuck up, bro, because... He was doing great as Elias, and then all of a sudden they want to bring him back as Ezekiel, and I. That was the most one of the most ridiculous things they've done. Right, was have him play his younger brother Ezekiel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, that was a bad one. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else got released. Uh, uh, Shelton Benjamin got released. That one sucked. That one didn't surprise me, but that one, I love, I'm a huge Benjamin fan. Ever since, you know, Team Angle back in the day, I've always been a huge fan of his, and I wish they had done more with him, not only this time around, but his first time around as well. Uh, I think that door's probably closing. He's getting pretty up there in age, but you wouldn't tell. You couldn't tell by looking at the guy, but I love Benjamin, man. I'm a huge Benjamin fan. I hope he ends up in AEW and does good or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I kind of, I would say for him, I would think AEW or maybe like, um, what's the other? Not maybe in, Impact. Not Impact. I don't think. Not Impact. Uh, AEW bought out Ring of Honor, right? Yes. I think maybe maybe him being under the, you know, the the Ring of Honor of the AEW umbrella, I think he might be. I think he might be pretty solid there. And then plus, I mean, he won't have to be wrestling, you know, like every week. They can kind of preserve him like they did with Sting and, you know, yeah, kind of, for sure. you know, make him, you know, make him last longer. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, bro. I don't really think there was any. Other, oh, well, okay. So sure. let's talk about the, you know, the elephant in the room, uh, you know, the, the biggest one of them all, uh, Matt Riddle. But mm. that one wasn't because of like budget cuts or you know not doing anything with them. That was because of, I guess, some personal because, issues that are going on with them. Yeah, apparently he's been having a lot of issues, and the the last straw was the whole him uh, accusing the airport of of some sort of misconduct. So I don't know, man. I, so I've actually followed Matt Riddle since he was in the UFC. Um. When he came over WWE, I was like, this guy is never going to make it. I was like, he has like no personality, but hey, he proved me wrong. He ended up doing pretty good for himself and making the bro character. But I think he needs to work out. He reminds me somewhat of Jeff Hardy, bro, where every he's a fun loving guy that does cool shit and everybody loves. But he's also takes it too far. You know, yeah. he's also has his has problem his personal problems that he can't seem to to get out of the way of himself that was a perfect description bro i'm with you 110 percent on that one it's uh yeah man it's gonna be interesting to see what goes on with him last i read i guess uh he was fielding some mma offers um i'm sure it's not ufc because after what dana white said about him i'm it can't yeah be not a, a chance yeah <laughs> Um, but it could be like maybe Bellator or you know something like that. That's uh that, that's reaching out. I Bellator would be, um, I think would be great for him if he decides to go that route, or you know if he gets back into wrestling, it'd be interesting to see uh see what happens with him. But um, uh, we talked about Impact real quick, and I heard that there's a big signing that Impact just got. I did not hear that. I, 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 so impact is probably the promotion I follow the least. Um, I loosely follow it, but I did not hear. Do, uh, do you know who it is or any rumors who it might be? Well, I, I heard the news came from Jordan, bro. <laughs> from 
Jordan. Oh, <laughs> all right. The best in the world is headed to impact, according to Jordan. <laughs> yeah, Jordan's been trolling me with that. So Jordan, as you know, doesn't like CM Punk. I love CM Punk, and I've been trolling Jordan myself. I'm I'm telling you right now, like I told Jordan, CM Punk's gonna end up back in WWE. That's my belief, and I'm. And that's my hope and my belief, and I'm going to stick with that. I think that WWE, if there's one thing that WWE has pro- proven over the years, is that they're willing to do whatever it takes to make money. They're willing to make up with whoever it takes, or if there's money to be made, they're going to do it. And I think that CM Punk will end up back in WWE. The other, I'm with you, bro. Um, I. If any company can handle um, a big personality, it's going to be WWE. I um, I think CM Punk was wrong for AEW in uh, from the moment that the the pin hit the paper, and um, I, I I am I'll I'll admit it right here, and everybody already knows it. I am not a Tony Khan fan. I can't stand the dude. I think he's a piece of shit. Um, and uh, and just the way that he acted when fucking one of his main wrestlers that literally fucking bleeds every episode for him. And everybody knows who I'm talking about because he's fucking bleeding every episode. That's John Moxley. Yep. Uh, the dude almost fucking breaks his neck, gets paralyzed. And this motherfucker's doing uh, some stupid dance out there with fucking uh, whatever the whatever the other wrestler's name. I don't even get me started on AEW, brother. Like I just that that company pisses me off. But um, yeah, I just I'm just not a Tony Khan fan. <laughs> How we were talking about Vince earlier. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's my thing. <laughs> hey man, I I can't blame you. I don't I don't hate him. I don't like him. I'm kind of neutral as far as he's concerned. But as far as the AEW goes, I've been following it from the beginning. It was super hot. They were on fire for a while. Of course, that's cooled down a lot. And I'm telling you, I'm with you 100%. I think we even might have mentioned it last time or maybe in previous talks. But this bleeding every week stuff, is it, it makes it meaningless. It literally makes it meaningless when you're out there losing pints of blood each and every week sometimes twice a week it, it uh, desensitizes everybody to it. And it just, it doesn't mean anything, man. So anyway, enough of Moxley, but I, I think you're right on CM Punk not being right for AEW. I had high hopes for it just because I was CM Punk fan and I support anything he does pretty much for the most part. Um, but he need he, he's probably the biggest the biggest draw that they've ever had. And they just, like you said, they couldn't handle him. They can't handle, they couldn't handle him. And WWE is the place where he, he'll thrive. Absolutely. And, and you know what, in all honesty too, bro, like the, there's a respecting too, um, that comes along when, when these wrestlers sign up. I mean, Hey, look, uh, WWE just got a big signing for the females. We got Jade Cargill. Jade, Jade Cargill in, hey, uh, man, let's cheers to that because I love <laughs> Jade, bro. I'm so happy. I can't tell you how happy I am about that, bro. Oh, bro, they're going to take her character to the next level, man. I kind of feel bad for Smart Mark Sterling because um, that was her manager. You know what I mean? Oh, then, yeah. I didn't think about him. Yeah. <laughs> I was And, hoping- and her uh, homegirl, uh, what was it? Uh, red velvet yes oh bro talking about a gorgeous chick red velvet is she's beautiful man <laughs> yeah the baddies the baddies yeah exactly um uh, i was hoping maybe you know smart mark would be able to come along with her but you know hopefully he'll get to manage somebody else or get a storyline going in aew uh because i'm a i'm a big i'm a big mark for uh for matt cardona and uh and the major wrestling podcast um i i I love what they do. I love the shit that they're putting on. Matt Cardona being the new indie god and all that shit. I love what he's doing. Uh, speaking of which, his his wife, bro, fucking uh, Chelsea uh, Green. Chelsea Green, bro. She is tearing it up in the WWE, especially the <laughs> shit that she's got going on with 
uh, uh, with my boy, uh, uh, Pierce, AP. With good old Pierce, with Adam Pierce. Yeah, Adam Pierce, bro. <laughs> I love Adam Pierce, and I feel like he is not getting enough love, man. Uh, he's uh, He's got his hands full with the women's division, especially Chelsea Green. But, I, again, we go back to story writing and, and allowing – you know, the, the fun to come back to WWE like the good old days. So, you know, I, I get a little excited and I get some uh, some good old uh, Attitude Era vibes, you know? I'm with you there, man. And I love Adam Pierce too, man. He's brought stability to the quote-unquote general manager role, bro. The revolving door of general managers got so annoying at one point, and I'm glad that it's kind of settled with Adam Pierce, man. He's a good authority figure. And I, I think that uh, they made the right call with him. I had never, I didn't know anything about him until he, until he became the Jeff GMs or whatever he's, his official title is, but he, I've become a fan of his, man. I wish I could, I heard he used to actually wrestle. I wish I had seen some of his wrestling matches. Oh, bro, I follow him on Twitter <laughs> and, uh, oh dude, he's fucking awesome. So I actually got a little bit of love from AP. So I scored... Um, an auto of him. I've got his autograph, oh. and and I put it. So I took a photo of it and I posted it on Twitter and I put out there to the hardest working man in the WWE right now, um, especially having to deal with Chelsea Green on a daily basis. <laughs> and I put someday I hope that I can grow up like my man AP. Well, he fucking li- he liked it, bro, and that just fucking made my day. I was, <laughs> That's oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I was so fired up. Um. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of uh, speed through these next couple of questions, bro, and and the things that that we're gonna uh, that we're gonna cover because I want to get into Bray Wyatt. Um, okay. But I I wanted to ask you. So uh, let me ask you, bro. How we know who the we know who the hot stars are right now, but who are the ones that are still climbing and still keeping their name? keeping their name in the WWE. Obviously we have the hot ones, you know, like LA night, LA night can't miss right now. Um, it sucks. They were going to do a great storyline with him recently. Hopefully he recovers from COVID, uh, very fast and, and he's good to go and, and ready to, you know, to get back in. Um, obviously we got the rock back. So I'm hearing rumors that he might have a match in Australia. Kind of already know who that's probably going to be. Um, but real quick, bro, uh, not to get away from the question, but real quick, who, who would you want to see the rock wrestle in Australia for, uh, it, this isn't fast lane, is it? What's the one after fast? Lane? I think it's a, it's elimination chamber. I believe Elim- there you go. Elimination chamber. Ooh, uh, that's a tough question for me. But if I, if I had to be completely honest, I'd say nobody because I, I think his return should be saved for WrestleMania. Mm. I don't think he should wrestle at Elimination Chamber. I think it'll uh, take away from his. Let's say let's say he return he his in in ring return is at Elimination Chamber to and then they set up a match at WrestleMania. The WrestleMania match will be just a little bit less special because we already seen him return at Elimination Chamber. I get like having wanting a warm up match or stuff like that, but. I'd say take care of that in training. Uh, me personally, I wouldn't want to see The Rock return in ring at Elimination Chamber. I like it. I like what you're cooking, bro. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. What about you? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I would love to see him, but I would prefer him maybe cutting a promo and then maybe like coming in and, you know, maybe dropping the elbow again or maybe giving somebody a rock bottom. But not a full match, just a surprise, uh, a surprise appearance, just to keep the the heat going. You know what I mean, and keep keep teasing uh, the fans. You know, may, may, kind of make it like a storyline, and yeah. um, and and give it give a little bit of heat. Maybe uh, maybe he maybe he bumps La Knight in the hallway and being like, "Oh, hey, you're the guy that uh, Kevin Nash has been talking about. That's copying me. Good job." Or <laughs> you know what I mean, like. You know, kind of throw something in there like that, or maybe he do something, you know, with the bloodline. You know, I don't know. Just you know, stir it up a little bit. But like you, like you said, I love what you're saying. Hold him off until WrestleMania. But I would love some like you know teasers in there. You know, keep me excited. Keep me, 
you know, keep me tuned in and, and, and let's see where this goes. For sure. Yeah. I'm all in on, on apparent an appearance some in any capacity except for an actual in-ring return. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you, man. We're on the same wavelength right here. <laughs> for, for sure. Sounds like it. Um, bro, let me ask you. So when I talk about wrestlers that are climbing and keeping themselves in the limelight or they figure out ways uh, to keep themselves active in, in the WWE roster, give me your thoughts on the Miz, bro. And, and, and what he's been doing lately. Okay. So I, I, I'm a, I'll tell you right now. I don't know if I told you before. I'm a fan of the Miz. I love the Miz. Um, do you watch his show the with Miz and Maurice, Miz and Mrs.? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I, so me too. I love that show. I've got you know that show gives you a little more insight into their personal lives. I'm a huge fan of Miz, man. He's such a good person, um, and I'm talking about the actual person. Of course, his his character his character always gets me too. He's one of the funniest guys, one of the most entertaining, and I I like I like the Miz. I love the Miz. I think that's all I can say about him is I'm a fan of his. I like what I always like what he's doing for the most part. And I think that he's, uh, he's beat the odds because so I like the Miz, as I just said, but back when the Miz was on tough enough back in the day, when he first came over from big, big brother and all that, I couldn't stand him. I'm like, who is this idiot reality show guy trying to come over here? I was like, fuck this guy. Right. But hey, man, he earned my respect at, both as a person and as a wrestler, bro. Because he worked his ass off to get where he where he is, and I, he, yeah, I mean, how do you not respect that? You know, I I, I couldn't have said it better, bro. He has been. So I, I, I mean, I, I've always watched the, the Miz. I've had respect for him. I mean, when he was a reality show guy, I was just like, is this guy really going to make it? Because, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people that have done, you know, that came in over from reality or, you know, the reality shows or whatever, you know, they didn't last. I mean, we got Maven, which I never liked from the beginning, but, you know, they, <laughs> they got him chirping and, you know, now he's telling stories of how WWE treated him like shit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, they put you on the fucking map. Like you, if it wasn't for WWE, nobody would know who the fuck you are. So like, 100%. you know what I mean? I think he's just, I think he's like Kevin Nash right now, bro. He's just, he doesn't want people to forget about him. So he's just saying whatever the fuck's on his mind, trying to grab attention and, and go from there. Um, bro, the Miz gave me a part of the attitude era back. <laughs> and All right. I and and I'm sure, bro, that you could probably hear it in my voice that it gets me a little choked up because being such a WWE fan, when when you get those moments, it means a lot more because when that's the past, it's the past. You know what I mean? It's kind of lock sealed in a way, and when you get a glimpse of it or even an inkling or a feeling of it, it feels good and. uh Bro, when when the Miz came out acting like LA Knight. <laughs> oh my god, bro. Best impersonation in at least the last decade, brother. Right? Cuz at I, least. Bro, how many impersonations did we get back in the day in the Attitude era? People were acting Yeah, as, DX DX was impersonating everybody back then. Right? They would do the nation and shit like that. So for him to Yo, come out like that, oh dude, that hit home it, so bad. I I'm with you, brother, 100%. Hell yeah, I loved it. I, he nailed LA Knight to a T. Like, if you weren't, if you couldn't see that it was The Miz, you might have been actually fooled, you know? Yeah, thinking it was LA Knight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, bro, it, it, it was so fucking good. And I I mean, my dad was even looking at me because my dad watches wrestling with me and he was just looking at me. He's like, what? What is. What is so funny? And I'm like, are you, are you not paying attention? I'm like, look at this. I'm like, this is, you know, I was like, the Attitude Era is, you know, it's 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 teasing us. But, uh, yeah, uh, Mike Mizanin, if you ever listen to the Funkaholics podcast, bro, thank you. You fucking nailed it. You officially, in my eyes, are a fucking WWE Hall of Famer after that. <laughs> and everything oh, yeah. else you've done. Everything else oh, you've yeah. done. Hell yeah, including beating John Cena in the main event at WrestleMania. 
Exactly. Yeah. Could have said it better, man. Could have said it better. Um. So, I don't wanna. I don't wanna bring. Uh. I don't wanna bring the uh the level down, bro, and everything, and. You know, uh, I, I, I kind of want to keep this as a celebration of Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, but um, for sure. So, David, bro, tell tell the tell the Funkaholics why I am calling you uh, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, number one fan. Man, so I don't know your exact reason, but uh, it could be because of the insane amount of Bray Wyatt stuff I own. It could be because the photo that I recently just tracked down that has all four members of the Wyatt family signatures on it. But probably most importantly is because the tattoo collage that I actually started about a month and a half before Bray's death. Let's, let's get into those bro, because I, I, I really want the Funkaholics to hear, um, so actually let's 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 go into a couple of things. So talk to us about the things that you own of Bray Wyatt and you don't have to go down the entire list but the things that have the most importance to you. Let's go let's start there. For sure. So the number one has to be the one that you know about that we recently talked about. It's the photo. Let's tell the story you on know, that one. All right. So I had been hoping to meet Bray Wyatt myself to get him to get an autograph from him myself in person one day I had been watching on eBay and other sites for a while Bray Wyatt autos here and there but I really wanted to meet him I, I really wanted to to get that signature myself so that was my plan of course things don't always go to plan and he he left us a lot earlier than we than he should have so then I turned back to eBay. I was real emotional, real, you know, grieving and going through all that. And first I ran into this guy, a quick brief backstory. There was another photo that I was supposed to buy like six months ago. Didn't have the money. It was for, for a couple hundred bucks. Well, I reached out to that guy and he was trying to price, he was trying to price gouge the heck out of me, man. He was basically trying to, scam me and take advantage of Bray's death and he he skyrocketed the price so I kept looking and I found this piece and this one actually has that one the previous one had only uh, Luke Rowan and Bray this piece has Braun Strowman in addition to them three and it's a beautiful picture so I contacted the seller we worked something out I purchased the picture and I held on to it for a few weeks. And then, of course, I, I, so I took it to JSA to get certified. And Jordan, uh, when they were doing certification, decided to do some research on it and discovered that this photo was actually posted on Braun Strowman's Instagram two years ago when he signed it. And when I when I talked to the seller, I don't want to reveal too much. I don't know what the seller would want me to reveal, but he basically told me that when uh, Braun signed it, Braun was the last to sign it. He offered to purchase it from from this guy, and the guy turned him down. And turns out that that same day, Braun posted it on his Instagram and said that uh, it, it was a, a little bit after after Brody died, after uh, Luke Harper died. And his Instagram post basically said uh, it was kind of like addressing Luke saying, uh, I'm, I know you're mad at me, Brody, because uh, you didn't want me to ever sign anything to complete all of our signatures. He's like, but I had to do it. This, this As far as I know, uh, this is the only piece in existence that has all four of our signatures. And that was posted to Braun Strowman's Instagram two years ago. So we found that in the JSA process. And um, it, it validated one. It validated the seller's uh, story, and it got you know certified. And two, you know, it just made it mean that much more to me. It already meant a lot to me, um, and it just, uh, I, it just means a lot to me, man. I, I have it in a temporary frame right now, 
but I'm going to get it, have it professionally framed within the next few months. And, um, and you'll get a picture of it when it's up on my wall, brother. That is, that is awesome, bro. And, and, uh, who better, um, for something like that to come to than you, bro. And, and, and that, and, and that literally seals, uh, seals the deal when I say you are truly, um, the number one Bray Wyatt fan and, and, uh, and I know, you know, there's other fans that probably be out there and being like, nah, nah, man, uh, it's me. And, you know, uh, for, for the world to come together, bro. And, and for you to land on this, uh, photo with the autos and everything and, and to find, and not only that, bro, but to find the story from two years ago that, yeah, that, 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 that's unbelievable. But those are the stories that I love. For people to hear, um, especially on the Funkaholics, because this is the podcast that talks what they love. And right there alone, bro, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing that story, man, because that, that that's amazing. It's beautiful. Um, it's words can't describe words can't describe. And, you know, for for you to come across that, you know, after the passing of him and everything, it, I don't want it to look at like, you know, you went hunting for it, you know, when it happened or, you know, after it happened or, you know, whatever. It just, um, like I said, bro, it, it solidifies, uh, you being a number one fan and, uh, and, and, and receiving that, you know what I mean? Like I said, you know, it, it it's, it, did you ever get the opportunity to meet him? I, I did not know. As I was saying, I, I, that was my plan, you know? I had thought about for years, I've thought about on and off about getting buying something with autograph, but I, I always wanted to get that autograph myself. I always want, I waited. I, I said, I'll have the opportunity someday. I'll have the opportunity. And, and so I was waiting for that opportunity and it, it, it never came and, and now it never will. So, um, as I said, I was pretty emotional afterwards and it, I feel that, it was meant to be, you know, like for, Fate, for bro. this gentleman, for this gentleman, the seller, he, the story that he gave me, the, the journey he went on to get these autographs from all four members and for him to not only sell it, but he, it's not like, like I said, the previous guy was a scummy guy. He was trying to, price gouge me and this and that this guy was a genuine guy he was a genuine fan and be and and after him and i talked he understood that i was a genuine fan he understood that i'm not buying this autograph so i could go resell it uh this piece so i could go resell it i'm buying it because it, it means something to me and it's gonna it's gonna stay with me till the day i die you know and he understood that so um he even you know he gave me a great deal on it and and I, I feel it was meant to be, man, because the journey that this photo went on with this this guy, and, it, and now it's in my possession. It's here with me. I I feel blessed, man. Like I just don't know how to describe it. I, I it's my most value. I I mean, I have I have a shit ton of stuff, but this is my most valued piece, bro. Like this means more to me than anything I own. Uh, that that right there, bro, is just. I mean, I mean, that's. I you know what? I, I'm just gonna say it for what it is, bro. And people can think I'm crazy or whatever, but that's Bray Wyatt, bro, up in the sky, just making moves, man. He literally took that photo and it was like, I'm gonna. It, it's gonna it's gonna come to you. You know what I mean? And and you know you never got the opportunity to meet him, but there's the next best thing, bro. I I truly believe that he brought that to you. I'm with you, man. I, like I said, I, I 100% believe that it was meant to be that that, that photo went on a, a quite the journey to get to me and, and it's with me now and it'll stay with me. Oh yeah. I, I, I believe that bro. And I'm so happy for you. Even when Jordan, you, even when Jordan was telling me the story, man, I was just like, I was like, it, it couldn't, it couldn't have happened to anybody better, bro. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Absolutely, man. Bro, talk to us about this dedication piece of tattoos 
That is man, going so, on. <laughs> so I, I've had this, I've had this in my head for years now. It's another thing that's been years in the making. Finally got started on it in July of this year, the end of July. First piece was a centerpiece on the center of my stomach. And that's uh, the lantern of, of the, the Fiend's lantern, not Bray Wyatt's lantern. It's the Fiend's lantern, which is Bray Wyatt's head with his mouth open and the, the light emanating from within. We did that piece in July. One week before Bray passed away, Bray passed away on August 24th. On August 18th, I got my second piece, which is to the right of that, if you're looking at me, on the left side of my torso slash stomach. And as you know, I, that's the Fiend. I've got the, the Fiend's portrait on there. And when he, when I heard the news, when Jordan, Jordan is the one that broke me the news. When Jordan told me, man, I, 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 I don't even want to get into that, <laughs> but it was literally six days after I had just got the Fiend tattooed on me and it hit me hard, man. But we got the Fiend on there and actually there's one that you don't know about yet. Um, that I haven't, I just got last week, um, as a part of the Wyatt family, Brit, one of the, the, I don't know if you want to call it catchphrase slogans, whatever, you know, Bray always used to say, follow the light. It will lead you home. So I actually, last week I got that tattooed on my left side from my armpit down to my, uh, like my stomach line my belt line. So I actually added that this last week. Um, and then I'm going to still, I still have room on my stomach. I'm going to, uh, I'm still ha working with different ideas, but it, it, it's, it's all going to, to Bray. And that, that decision was made years, months, if not years ago, you know, it's not like if I just did it because of recent events, like, that was his spot that my stomach and my, my torso had always been reserved. I'd been reserving it for a, a Bray Wyatt piece or pieces, dedication, however you want to say it. But I, I was only able to start it this past July. And so it's still a work in progress. You, you know, you'll be getting pictures. I'll send you a picture when we get off of the, uh, of the recent one I got, but it's a work in progress, man, but it, it's all for him. And like I said, that, that was made, that decision was made long ago. That's how much he, he meant to me before he passed. And he means even more now, you know, my, I told my tattoo artist, who was my cousin, it, the pieces he did on me mean even that, like, there's so much more sentiment, sentimental value attached to them now. Like, I just can't even describe it, brother. Like I, I'm so proud to be, to be, to be wearing them on my body and I'll be getting more soon. Oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they, they look amazing. Um, uh, guys, like I, I, I can't even describe to you like how clean and it, it looks like literally like they just like Dave, David's tattoo artist just grabbed the photo and just stuck it on him. Um, I mean, I, I, I can't describe it any better. It, it, the tattoos look amazing. What a way to pay homage to somebody that, you know, that you care about, that you follow, that, you know, that, that, that you think, you know, that you think of. And, um, I'll be honest with you, bro. When, when I saw the news of, of Bray Wyatt, I, I literally had to, like take a second and I had to look at it again because I didn't feel like I, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this guy is so fucking young. Well, right after when I saw that it was real and I shit you not, bro. Like I literally bleacher report sent me the notification. Then I went to Twitter and I went to Instagram and I just like, I needed to see that this was, this was really happening because it caught me off guard. Like it, it I, I didn't see it coming, but right after all that, bro, the next thing that I thought of was you. I was like, I didn't I didn't even want to message you. I in all honesty, bro, I'm being straight up 110% honest with you. I didn't want to message you and be like, hey, did you see the news or send you the link of the news news article or anything? You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah. Because I knew the type of fan you were, you know what I mean? And and that you are. Um, so I messaged Jordan and I'm just like, bro, I'm like, and you know, we go by your nickname when we're talking to Jordan. Um, but I'm like, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, does, does Mario know? And, and he was just like, I, I told him and I was like, I, I think I reached out to you later that day or the next day, bro. And just put, you know, Hey, I saw the news, man. I hope you're all right. And you know, yeah. it's, it's, um, it, it, that's when you know somebody is a fan, you know, it means so much to them, you know, other, other people, other, you know, we've lost wrestlers and, uh, you know, when we talk about it, it's just like, Hey, did you see, you know, so-and-so passed away? Yeah, I saw it. That's really sad. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, like I said, you know, for you, um, it, it, it was just different. It wasn't something that I could just be like, you know, Oh, you know, Bray Wyatt passed away, you know, things like that. It's, it's not, yeah, for know, sure. it, it was different. Um, it was, it was hard, man. It was definitely hard. I, you know, there's only been I, two two wrestler deaths in my life that I've cried. The first was Eddie Guerrero back in 05. An OG, that one man. hit me hard. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero. And then since then, you know, like you said, you hear about wrestler deaths and it's kind of like, you know, they happen so often. It, it doesn't hit you that much, especially if you're not like, if they're not around as much or whatever. But for me, Bray Wyatt was wrestling like uh, uh, it's just hard to describe how much I related to him and how much I loved him, even though I never knew him. You know, he just had that effect on people from uh, well, he, had that, he had that effect on me. And from the stories I've read since his death, he had that effect on everybody. Like, yep, he's such a good person. And like you said, his age, he's, I don't know if you know, um, if you know how old or when I was born, but he's actually just a few months older than I am. He's my age. Oh, no way. So yeah, he's, we're both born in 87. He's a few years, a few months, excuse me, older than I am. But, uh, I just turned 36 a couple weeks ago and he was 36, you know? So that, that was another thing. I'm like, it's just it's one of those things where like you want to just be mad at the world and just life is life and the world is just so unfair. It can be so cruel and so unfair, man. And I, it really hit, really, really hit me even harder because there was literally reports, uh, rumors, whatever you want to call them right before saying that he was getting better, that he was doing good and that we were, we should see him back in the ring by October and and i was so happy i was so excited like literally i i I was just waiting for his return that's literally if it wasn't for the fiend it wasn't for bray wyatt i would have for a couple years a few years back i would have stopped watching wwe like to me wwe got so bad at, at a point a few years ago that i was so sick of it but the one person the one thing that kept me watching was bray wyatt and i just i don't know man i'm getting choked up talking about it but i i love him and i hope he knows that wherever he's at and i i thank him for all that he's given me oh yeah he he knows bro there's no doubt about it uh you would have never came across that photo um, you know, with all the signatures and everything, like I said, I feel like that's a that's a gift from Bray Wyatt to you, bro. Um, we are uh, we're getting to that point in the podcast where we're running out of time. Uh, it's one of the one of my favorite things that I like to say on here is um, time gets away from us when we talk about what we love. And today we definitely love us uh, some Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, uh, Mr. Rotunda. Big baby, like uh, Adam Pierce would say. Oh, bro, when he talked about him, he uh, he uh, he he literally had my eyes watering when he was talking about it because I knew the love behind it and everything. And uh, for sure, anytime I heard anybody talking about him after you know these past month and a half, I bawled my eyes out, bro. I I couldn't. I it, it all hit me. 
you know, uh, a, a real quick story, man, because uh, we we're getting to that time. But, uh, bro, ne- I never had uh, no idea when I was doing my research on him and everything. And, and, and this wasn't just recent. This was before. But when I heard the last name Rotunda, I'm like, wait a minute. I know that last name. And that's I had no fucking clue. That uh, that that was uh, IRS's son. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, I did. And <laughs> it just uh, oh shit. Yeah, uh, it's just one of those things, brother. But um, uh, David, brother, I wanna I I wanna thank you so much for uh, giving us that time and sharing that story with us. Um, we're gonna get more time together. You and I gotta come together more often and. You know, just uh, just talk wrestling and uh, anything sure. else under the sun, bro. Because this is the podcast that talks what they love and uh, Funkaholics. Before we get out of here, um, right before we close up show, I'm not gonna go down the list and tell you to follow us and all that. You already know. You know where to find us. We're everywhere. Um, I'm gonna leave you with something from uh, Mr. Rotunda. And once they put a label on you. That's their way of putting you in a box. And once they got you in that box, the next one will be in the ground. Um, the reason I chose this one is it's extremely fitting um, for what's happened. But I like to think outside of the box. And I know that's the way Bray Wyatt was. And uh, the guy was never held in a box. And I don't believe that he was ever buried in a box. I believe this guy... Shared a lot of things with the world, and I believe um, he will not go down in vain. I believe he will be celebrated, and he'll be remembered for a very long time. So that's all we got for you guys. I want to thank you for uh, going on this journey with us, and I promise you we got a lot of more episodes and great stories that will be coming out soon. Till next time.